After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. I think you'd have a better chance catching the football if you put the phone down! My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. So, uh, coming up today, I know that I have a fascinating email that I want to share with you. Now, this one didn't even necessarily come from the Ad Council. I don't know if that's cheating. I was on a different podcast Sorry, Vives. This isn't my only podcast. <laughs> and I mentioned something with... I, I made a joke involving the word clamato. And that prompted a listener to send me a fascinating email about his family's history with clamato commercials. So I will share that with you in a little bit. Sounds uh, good. But first, we are going to start with a quiz. You know I love quizzes. I do. I'm not sure if this is a good one, but um, <laughs> it is a one that will take up some time. When that's, Tell me about it. I don't will, know if, it. This is a one that will keep the needles moving. I know that, first of all, you are now adopting my attitude toward recording <laughs> things, and that is not good. I well, need somebody to keep the standards I think up. it'll be fun, but I don't know. I will say that this is, you know, if you Google, like, anything and quiz there is some corner of the internet where yeah. some user generated content has a quiz about that thing sporkle motion yes this discussed. wasn't from sporkle but yeah. it was from something similar like that like quizzes by idiots.com or whatever mm -hmm. and so this is a quiz by an idiot uh which i have tried to de-idiotify a little bit wow. and i took out some of the dumbest questions and i rewrote some of the really worst writing in the questions because i thought it was kind of a fun idea but i will say i'm not sure um, there may be a little idiot stink left on it, so oh just, I don't know, brace yourself. Maybe idiot stink, or maybe that's just me. It's hard <laughs> to tell. Tell me, what is the quiz about? Um, it's for, it's about Super Bowl commercials of yesteryear um, from previous, you know, lots of different years from oh, the yeah, past. Okay. And, and it's not just straightforward what what was this product for necessarily it might be about something that happened in the commercial so i'll get you to try to re right. remember some of these and some of them you may have no idea and some of them you may remember um i will say it's uh it's multiple choice so you've got a fighting chance okay um well i guess we should just kick things off with that then and you had a special name for the quiz if i am correct yes how quizly we forget Okay, so how's this going to work? Well, I will ask you the question. I'll give you the uh, multiple choice answers. You okay, it's multiple choice. You, you pick one. Okay. And then we'll go to the tape. All right. Andrew, let's good. go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. All right. Uh, all right. Number one. A commercial for Pepsi Max began with Joe Buck nodding off while Troy Aikman was talking. The commercial then cuts to lots of tired bobbleheaded people who turn into clones of the SNL Roxbury guys, you know, the baby don't hurt me guys. Oh my God. Uh, after drinking Pepsi. This was, this I was can when, barely follow these sentences. This was when that skit was really popular, uh -huh. I guess. So like they go from being like nodding off sleepy oh, okay. to like full of energy and like head, you know, I see they, they transition from head nodding in a bad yeah. way to head nodding in and, a good way. And stars Troy, Aik you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are uh -huh. famously football commentators. Right. Um, so Joe Buck falls asleep during this ad and then they all wake up and they take Pepsi. One of the people from the original skit appears in the ad. Is it Jim Carrey, mm. Chris Kattan mm. or Will Ferrell? I'm going to say it is Will Ferrell. Well, let's go to the tape. All right. So I will say uh, there's going to be a lot of sort of... Well, you'll, you'll, hear Joe, you'll hear Troy Aikman talking first. Okay. Troy Aikman, excuse you know, me. I'll tell you why this first half has been awfully impressive, and he has looked as comfortable as I've ever seen him in the pocket. This. That's no, Joe Buck. What is love? I vaguely remember this now. And we're just seeing people all over America, including uh, like LL Cool J at the Grammys. Grammys. Yeah. Um, we have bobblehead, a guy at a bobblehead factory falling asleep. Everybody's falling asleep. 
and just heads nodding all over America. I vaguely remember this. Um, I think my body tried to forget this entire <laughs> era of our culture. I hated this so much. This, you really hated the Roxbury guys? Skit, yeah. So now they get Pepsi Max. Everybody drinks one. And now it's Night at the Roxbury for, for all of America. All right. Everybody's into it. Heads are bobbing in a good who, way now. Who's coming? Who's going to make an appearance? Diet Pepsi Max with ginseng and more caffeine. Ah. That's right. It was Chris Kattan yelling, stop it. After I said that, I'm like, Chris Kattan is such an easier get. I mean, it's Pepsi. But it's also the Super Bowl. And I mean, it's not like, no offense to Will Ferrell, but he's not exactly like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, like really saving it for the Oscar-worthy performances. You know, he's done a lot of silly stuff. Uh, Okay. So how many many are there here? It looks like there are eight. So I'm 0 for 8. You're 0 for 1. So right, far. 0 for 1 is what I meant. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, hopefully you're not going to be 0 for 8. I think you'll remember some of these. Uh, number two, in a tied-to-go ad, uh, a man who is conducting a job interview uh, asks the applicant to tell me about yourself. The interviewee begins talking, talking about himself, um, but the interviewer is distracted by something. Is it A, a talking stain, mm. B, a ring around the guy's collar, or C, a lipstick print. Hmm. Uh, I am going to say, so a talking stain, a ring around the collar, or a lipstick print. I'm going to say it's a talking stain. Let's go to the tape. So tell me about yourself. Well, you know, I'm an organized person. I'm somebody who does not need details. I love this ad. I'm actually very, very good with groups. All that blah 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 you're hearing is the stain on his shirt talking. Just talking. In, this, in other words, you can't pay attention to what anybody is saying. It's so great. The stain on their shirt. Mm-hmm. I've suppressed all my goals, my previous position, my prior job, and your competitor. My personality surpassed their own goals. Silence the stain with the stain with tie to go. I love that. I love I, it. Have you seen that before? You know, I couldn't remember it when I was looking these up, but I I remember it after I saw it, and I really I think it's a great ad. I think Tide should go back to that kind of those kinds of jokes. I love that um, he's not speaking English. It's exactly what we've all any of us who's <laughs> ever had a sibling has done that to our yeah. sibling before. <laughs> I love it. It's also, that is what I hear when I ask someone for directions. I say like, oh, excuse me. Um, you know, this is before GPS and phones. Uh-huh. And um, I would say like, oh, excuse me. You know, can you direct me to the the movie theater? And then I'm so busy like making, just sort of like arranging my face to listen to them uh-huh. that I hear just, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I say, thank you. Right. And then I ask someone else. <laughs> All right, uh, number three here. In a Budweiser commercial mm-hmm. about the Clydesdales, Hank the horse is downcast after he doesn't make the Clydesdale uh, hitch team. Mm. The horse is then guided through training by another animal uh, to the Rocky theme. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What animal coached Hank? Was it A, a donkey, mm-hmm. the bastard horse, mm-hmm. a goat, which famously do, do get along with horses. They keep them in racing paddocks. Don't mess with my head. I'll do you're what I want. With, you're messing with my head. Or C, a dog. This is like the great quiz show cute. scandal of so the cute. 1960s. You're trying to mess with me, and also you gave me the answers in advance. Um, <laughs> now that you say all three, I think I'm starting to remember this one, and I want to say it's a, a doggo. Let's go to the tape. The final horse for this year's hits team is Thunder. Thunder. Maybe next year, Hank. Okay. Hank is sad. He's not a talking horse. He's just a regular horse. <laughs> He's just a regular horse. Here oh, comes it's a, a Dalmatian! So cute. I wanted a Dalmatian. It was like all I wanted as a kid. In hindsight, I don't understand why we couldn't just have one. Um... Do you is it would it still be your dog of choice if you could have any dog in the world? No, probably not. But I wouldn't turn it down. I mean, it would be it would be one I would be I wouldn't get it because I probably wouldn't get any pure breed dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what my parents' objection was. But um, other than other than not getting well, other than only wanting to get a dog, 
from a rescue, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I like- <laughs> <laughs> who rescued to, who? We're about to make the same joke, I think. We're just, Andrew and I can't leave that scab alone. <laughs> I like to say he rescued <laughs> me. I have a feeling we made that joke on this show recently. Oh, we probably, everyone who's ever met us has probably heard us, like, <laughs> belittle people who rescue dogs. Uh, we do not belittle people who rescue dogs. I love people who get dogs from a shelter. I dislike it, and I've gone on and on ad nauseum about this on TVTL. When you only refer to your dog as a rescue, oh, have you met our rescue? Oh, right. our dog died, he was a rescue. Like, if you've had a dog for 15 years and still the fourth word out of your mouth is that it was a rescue, I feel like you're really trying to turn yourself into a hero. Right. Like, a, this is my dog. It's like dog. introducing your kid as like, this is my adopted daughter. This is my adopt. This is my adopted daughter, Margo. This is my adoptee. I like to think she rescued me. <laughs> no, like, it's just my adopted daughter, Margo. I just got it's that from, uh, Royal Tenenbaums reference. But yeah, I just sort of feel like, you know, you just say, this is my dog. We miss our dog or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. always like, we miss our rescue. We put our rescue to sleep today. Anyway, why am I such an asshole? Who knows? I'm Who cranky. Knows? What's number Probably four? Probably because you're adopted. <laughs> what? Um, as a car races through the streets of Paris, this is sorry, uh, this is for a commercial. Uh, in, no, in a commercial I, I, where I a car races through the streets of Paris, a Garmin GPS gives instructions to the driver. When the car arrives at its destination, who climbs out? Is it A, Marie Antoinette, B, Napoleon Bonaparte, or C, Joan of Arc? I I mean, I know that the ad wizards love to use Joan of Arc. She is an ins- <laughs> she, she only died being burned at the stake. <laughs> She's always good for some comic relief, yes. obviously. Well, this was a really sad car commercial. Gar- Garmin commercial. This was a sad commercial because Garmin is was rapidly losing market share. But Garmin like, is turning it around. They, huh? are, they have yeah. some interesting, I think, industry... Um, kind of uh, what would be the word adjustment yeah they did we saw a commercial for a Garmin product the other day what was it let me look it up here because Garmin obviously I mean this is a little bit outside the realm of uh, commercials but it is interesting when you have such a strong brand like Garmin they were the brand yeah, associated were with GPS when yeah. we were learning what GPS was they totally own it it was so but cool then, to have one in your car and then to so quickly go from just King turd of shit mountain. No, that's why would I even say that? Just to go so quickly from being kind of the height of the industry leader, and yeah. then just have a phone come up, you know, just have, have the industry change so quickly because now it's on everybody's phone. Like you could say, oh, well, smartphones really kind of killed the watch industry for a while there. Yeah, but watches have been around forever. You know what I yeah. mean? And there's an element of fashion to watches that will never be replaced right and, and of course now of course watches yeah. are back and, in and a now big watches way are too. back in a big way um but yeah but garmin now is um doing i'm going to their website now as we speak they're they're creating new products that actually still fit i think um they are working on their brand of fitness watches i think that integrate i think this is what we saw we saw a commercial for their watch which is somehow it seemed to have like some features that like the Apple watches and the other athletic mm-hmm. related watches and as a non Apple user I might be tempted to get something like that yeah um, if it did a lot of the things that an Apple watch does but I'm not gonna like but I'm not concerned that it's not gonna integrate with my Apple products because yeah. I don't use them okay so we haven't uh, found out if I'm right or not on Marie this one. Antoinette I, who did you pick I said it's Napoleon who's you said Napoleon this car All right, so let's, let's see take a listen so it's this cute little red car zooming through modern day Paris now it's interesting we see we can see full shots of this car and there's nobody in the car at all so I thought we were going to see somebody but we weren't going to recognize them but it's an empty car that's a completely empty car yeah it looks like it's driverless I've never seen this I like the music I like the music, and I mean, Paris is just such a beautifully beautiful city to film. He has to go through a toll booth. Well, he, he, he or she. Oh, sounds like I might be having a, <laughs> some of these in my future. The car is a boy. Oh, right. Okay, here it comes. Boots, we see the boots. And it's tight. The reason you couldn't see anyone driving was that Napoleon... Is shorter even than I think history would have it. They bring out a Shetland pony for him to ride. Wow. Um, And also, if if I cannot see you at all, I can totally see the steering wheel, but I can't see you, then you don't have a good line of sight, and I would say you shouldn't be driving. 
Sorry, Garmin. Yeah, and, you know, nobody tells Napoleon not to drive, though. That's a good point. Uh, okay, great. Well, uh, that buzz was for Garmin, not for me. Uh, I am doing great. You're I doing have great. three out of four so far. This um, is a fun quiz. I think right. it's That's right. You got the stain and you got the... Um, the dog, right? And the Napoleon? Mm-hmm. Okay. I get, so I got the first one wrong and the rest right so far. Okay. An so. unattractive woman inexplicably attracts men everywhere she goes because she used planter's peanuts as a perfume. What song is playing during this ad? Is it A, can't take my eyes off of you, B, just the way you are, or C, wonderful tonight? First of all, aren't you being somewhat subjective when you say unattractive woman? Isn't well, I have an interesting story about how planters because uh, an actress that we like, Vanessa Bayer. Do you know who she is? Oh yeah, she. Oh my gosh, she was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, red hair, red hair, very funny. She was also in Trainwreck. She's really good in that. Yeah. Um, she tells a story on Conan. Uh, that I thought about trying to put in here, but the story just kind of like it, mm-hmm. it's too long and kind of like digressive. digressive. But um, she she tried out for this ad um, and talked about what it was like to uh, try out for an ad where this explicitly said in the casting oh, call, really? must be a naturally unattractive person. Oh, really? Yeah, and wow. then Andy, uh, it's actually a great interview because... Uh, Conan O'Brien and I Andy, find her to be Andy actually Richter very both talk about times when they applied when they, really? when they tried out for things where it was also like not an attractive person <laughs> not that we have to objectify people on the show but would you say that she's unattractive I find her very attractive no but by Hollywood standards yeah. she's like kind of quirky looking yeah and I do think I have a, I, I do think that I lean towards the quirkiness yeah. in, in my own taste and beauty but so can't uh, take my eyes off of you just the way you are or wonderful tonight can't take my eyes off of you well, give it a play all right, but for the record, I do not remember this commercial at all. There it is. Yes. I hear it. So, this poor woman. <laughs> I'm sure that when you she is made up to look just appalling. They've given her a horrible unibrow. She's in the most unflattering clothing you could put on a person. It's just like ill-fitting pink stuff. Her hair is just. She looks like. You know, she has barrettes in her hair. It's always a signal that someone's like not quite right. Mm-hmm. An adult woman wears a plastic barrette. And it, this ad is kind of gross, actually. Like these men all over the city are just, I mean, literally throwing themselves in traffic to get to her. And she's clearly enjoying it. She's like, that's why she puts the peanuts on her, you know, neck and decolletage mm-hmm. and whatnot. But there's something gross about it, I think, in a, in a more modern context, even though she's clearly enjoying the attention. Because if this was a different actress or a di- slightly different scenario, the way that Sorry. men are behaving is actually pretty gross. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you pair that with the idea that, like, who could be attracted to this dog? Yeah. It just feels very objectifying in a gross way. And I know we're all supposed to, like, laugh at the joke. But I, it feels mean to me, even though I can tell they've gone out of their way to try to make it not mean. Mm-hmm. I think it's a hard needle to thread. It looks like this uh, was from the 2008 Super Bowl. I don't if you had said that. Sorry, I, I didn't actually didn't look that. up any of the years for these. Yeah, Super Bowls, but so. when we're talking about that, I just thought it'd be interesting yeah, because right. I do think that like things have changed really quickly, especially in advertising. I mean, we live in a yeah. much more sensitive age. You and I are very clearly on the record, and probably annoyingly on the record, that you and I appreciate living in a more sensitive age when it comes to these types of things. But it really did change quickly, going from things being pretty kind of scuzzy in some ways for lack of a better word to people being very aware of this and in some cases even like I feel like casting against type in many ways um, and stuff like that so 2008 exactly 10 years ago because we're now uh, getting close well I think it'll be 11 because this will be the 2019 Super Bowl right oh that's a good point yeah so 11 years ago okay so great I am I mean the thing that we can take away from here is I am just doing amazing you're four for five right uh, did I do my math wrong? Okay, I thought I was five for six. But no, no, you're right. I'm four for five. We're on number six here. Okay. Um, basketball player Dwayne Wade was glad to hear that he'd been added to someone's T-Mobile Fave 5. Oh. Is uh, that I, like a family plan? I think it's like a family plan, yes. <laughs> um, and invited... Is the, that like... And you can get people to, on their phablets? <laughs> on the family plan? Right. You, you're, uh-huh. you're, you know a lot about technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he invited that person to call him anytime. The person took him literally... 
and Dwayne was inundated with calls. Who was this frequent caller? Was it A, Larry Bird, uh-huh. B, Charles Barkley, uh-huh. or C, Shaquille O'Neal? I am going to say it was Mr. Charles Barkley. Give it a play. All right. B. Wayne Wade. I got good news. But you're my it's Mr. Charles Barkley. Yep. I'm almost yeah, too good. Yes, well, you do. You pr- did you remember that, or did that just seem like the right answer ju- to you? Uh, I don't think I remembered any of these except for the dog and the horse. That one felt right yeah. to me. Um, this one, I just kind of guessed Shaq would be. I mean, you could see Shaq in this commercial, sort of, but I don't know. Barkley just seemed funnier. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind watching this. Is yeah, this it's worth, funny. Worth yeah, playing? it's a good okay. one. And it's a good audio one, too. Wayne, Wayne. I got good news, but you're my fave five. This is real? Yep. <laughs> You the in, first Wayne's really Call excited. Anytime. 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 Hey, Chuck. Yeah, I watched the game from last night. Chuck, I think I know how to dunk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Your defense has really been shaky lately. We can talk about that later. I'm really in the middle of something. I don't want to look too fat in high definition. That's what HD stands for. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> I know, Chuck. Sleeping, Chuck. Well, it's only 2 o'clock here. Either play better or call in sick. <laughs> what popsicles? <laughs> Everybody else has left the locker room. That's why I don't eat shrimp. I need to come <laughs> hang out with you because I am really bored. I'm losing you, buddy. I'm driving through a tunnel. You're not driving through no tunnel. Hey, Chuck. What is it, Chuck? Hey, Chuck. What, Chuck? Hey, Chuck. What's wrong? Are you asleep? Wake up, Dwayne. You know who it is. Who's in your face? <laughs> that's really My good. I love Charles Barkley, and I think that's such a great ad, and they have great chemistry together. Um, I hate, I was talking about this on TBTL, I believe today, that I understand how powerful Sonic branding can be. In fact, I would like to do more reading on it because I find it fascinating because Sonic branding can go into all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And the ability that little, to... Are you talking about the phone ring? Yes. Like NBC. Talk about sonic branding mm-hmm. that has been bum, around bum, 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 decades. Yeah. I mean, from the 1940s, that is still... I mean, and that is doing it right. And so when you're a company like T-Mobile and you have that little ringtone sound that is so associated with your product, that's powerful shit. And you don't want to sleep on that. But God damn, if you're a T-Mobile customer, we are T-Mobile yes. customers, and so why don't we is, change our rings? I c- could and I should, but that sound to me is still associated mm. with my phone ringing. And Even we if also you change live, your ring, yes, yeah. and we still live in an age when, or we do now live in an age when your phone ringing is kind of a panic-inducing thing. Like we, most <laughs> people just don't place. Maybe phone we are calls millennials. Anymore. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you know, like you just don't get a lot of phone calls. Like something's usually wrong if you're getting a phone call you're not expecting. I guess it, that you're not expecting or whose name you don't recognize. I get a ton of calls uh, because uh, there's a um, a hospital in Milton, Massachusetts called uh, Beth Israel Deaconess, and uh, their main line is my phone number with the different with a another Massachusetts area code. Um, oh man, you literally anybody could figure out your phone number right now. Well, I suppose that's true. Um, don't call Genevieve. Don't call me. Um, if I don't, here's the thing: call away because if I don't rec- if you're not in my phone as a name, I ain't picking up. So I don't care. And that's the thing: I get a million calls from people trying to call this hospital because people try to call hospitals a lot. And what always boggles my mind about it is that, like, my phone, my outgoing voicemail is very clearly me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hospital. I'm not a doctor. Like, obviously, it's I'm a per, I'm just a civilian, and yet people will leave messages so obliviously. Like, yep, um, this is when I'm coming in for my appointment, and you know, like, please call me back to let me know that you know my appointment's going to be on, or like I'm going to be late for my appointment, or I didn't, I decided not to take my pills, or I'm taking twice the number of pills, or whatever. Like, people leave me all this medical information or all this stuff about their scheduling. Like, can you not hear that you are calling the wrong number? In the beginning, didn't you actually call some old people back? I used to call people back and say, like, oh, you have the wrong number. Like, I'm out of patience. Like, Have if, you if, ever been tempted to leave an outgoing out. voicemail that addresses it? I have been tempted to do that. Uh, I've also been tempted to pick up and, like, just send them to the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh. Um, but I, I'm... Now you're, you're messing with people's health. This isn't a pizza prank here, Veeves. Well, whatever. Um, I have never... I don't, I don't engage positively or negatively now. All right. 
I am, um, there are eight of these things again. I have answered six so far. I've merely gotten one wrong, and frankly, I think you were actually mistaken on that one, but I'm not challenging it. I just want a perfect What was score. the first one? I'm just kidding. I, I got the first one wrong. I can't remember. Oh, it was the Chris Kattan one. Oh, right. Um, All right, two more. So we have two more here, and I'm I'm into this. In an ad for Bridgestone Tires, a car is driving along a dark road, and it steers first around a deer that it sees in, that the driver sees in the headlights, and then it steers around which well-known person who is also standing in the middle of the road? Is it A, Donald Trump, B, Regis Philbin, or C, Richard Simmons? I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this is, you know, from some number of years ago. I am going to say it's Regis Philbin. I think Trump, we've seen a lot of old Trump commercials coming back recently. You think he would have, this one would have resurfaced? I do a podcast on commercials. I'm trolling around for shit all the time. I think I would have stumbled on it. I think Richard Simmons would be funny, and that's my my close second. But, um, again, listen to a whole series on Richard Simmons on a podcast a couple of years ago. Um, I just can't picture him in this. Regis just seems like the perfect amount of, it'd be a funny joke, but he's also, like, just gettable and easy to work with. You know what I mean? Like, you book Richard Simmons for something like this, like... You got to block off some time to deal with that guy and all that. Not that he can't be professional, but Regis just seems like the type of guy who'll be like, "I'll do it." Here Regis, I am. Regis is definitely like a commercial pro, um, and he's definitely done a lot of commercial work. Why don't you ta- uh, go to the tape? All right, so it's a dark night. The, the here deer. we see the deer like, swerves around the deer. Now we're coming up to somebody else. Who is it? Oh, oh no, that's uh, Alice Cooper. This is that was Alice Cooper. Sorry, this is the wrong, the wrong head. Well, just, uh, clearly there's a couple versions here. Wait, you just get a buzz. I get a buzz, but it was keep Alice going. Cooper. It's not Alice Cooper. And squeeze those oh, it's Richard so- Simmons. It was Richard Simmons. He was gettable. He was gettable. And they did work with him. Um, I do love him. I love him, I too. really do. I, I wish mean, him the best. Let me take a listen to this. Squeeze, squeeze, tone, tone. Ah! The drivers who want to get the most out of their cars. That is fantastic. It's Bridgestone or nothing. <laughs> well, I earned, I really earned that buzz. I really thought I was going to wow you. I was getting cocky with my whole explanation yeah. there. I just felt like I just had this. I did, did not remember that commercial at Regis all. Philbin, and to, to, in defense of the idiot who wrote this quiz, uh, Regis Philbin was, I changed a lot of the answers that they put in because they didn't seem like reasonable alternatives. Um, but the Regis Philbin was when they put in. So. Yeah, I guess that's... Oh, they put it in. So, okay, yeah. credit to them. Yeah, you're being really harsh. I mean, so far, I'm having a great time with this quiz. You think these questions are hard to understand when I'm reading them? You should have heard the <laughs> syntax that I started with. All right, so here it is, the final one. If I get this one right, then that means I got them all right. <laughs> is that what that means? I think so. Um, what's happening here? Okay, at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, two balloons two of the big balloons break away from their handlers it's the stewie from family guy okay yeah this actually rings a bell and the now underdog balloons and they break away from their handlers yes. and chase a giant balloon yes. bottle of coke yes who after the coke bottle gets away from them who ends up with the coke bottle is it um is it lucy from peanuts here are your options okay. charlie brown okay garfield okay or santa claus okay now, I said Lucy because something in me... You did say Lucy me, from Peanuts, and there was a Lucy, Peanuts answer in here. But <sighs> Charlie Brown never gets the Coke. Charlie Brown never gets the girl, and he never kicks the football. Right. Garfield. What do I know about Garfield? Loves lasagna. Yep. Hates working. And hates Mondays. Hates Mondays. Right. Loves sleeping. Yep. Barely tolerates John. Yep. None of that helps me at all. Uh, doesn't like normal. Brutalizes really Odie. Yes. Okay. Was it Odie who got the it's code? It's Odie. I didn't include him on here, but he is the right answer. Um, and then the third option is Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Who does often get a Coke. I know. That's the thing. I'm thinking about this commercial. I think Santa Claus would be lame. Wait a second. You said this is a Super Bowl commercial. A yes. Super Bowl debuted commercial? Like, this is a commercial made for the Super Bowl? Yes. Super Bowls are in February, after Christmas. So it wouldn't be 
it wouldn't be Santa. Sounds like I'm crying. <laughs> I'm just trying to stifle a cough. I'm not getting I'm not getting emotional about this, but I really do want to get this right. I'm not trying to belabor this. So I am going to say, God, it feels like it would be Santa, but it wouldn't be Santa after the Super Bowl. So I guess I'll go with Charlie Brown. I feel like I can picture Santa, but that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. This is a really cute ad. Um, and I remember when it came out. I it actually it is a it is presumably the Macy's. It is it actually is branded with Macy's, so it's clearly meant to be the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, but it's weird that right. that would be on in February. Then, then it, I bet you it's Santa. Son of a. <laughs> so there's. Why a guy would that, you put a Thanksgiving Day Parade? Uh, maybe it aired. Maybe it didn't debut with the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe maybe the idiot who wrote this quiz was wrong that it was a Super Bowl ad. I'm gonna be really mad. If I find out, I'm going to do some research, and if I find out this didn't debut during the Super Bowl, I want all my money back. But it's great the way they have these balloons kind of like banging into the Coke and it almost looking great. like they're grabbing it. This is great. And the Coke just goes up and up and up. It's going to be Santa. I remember that. No, oh, it's Charlie it's Brown! Charlie Brown! <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what? It's so great. Charlie Brown finally gets something. Yeah. Charlie Brown gets the Coke. Car- Charlie Brown this gets the Coke. This feels like such a victory for me, and Charlie Brown's all <laughs> over the place. This is a triple victory somehow. Well, that was very good. You got six out of eight. I got six out of eight. I will absolutely take that. I love that quiz. That was good. That was fun. I think that was great. Is it time now to uh, check in with the Ad Council? I think so. Let's do it. Let me just compose myself, stop crying for a moment, <laughs> and check in. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Now, I think I got the I got the Ad Council today, right? Yeah. And these are mine. Okay. I told you. Um, about how excited I was about this uh, voicemail I got at the beginning of the show. So on uh, TBTL, this is a couple of weeks ago, uh, Luke Burbank was out. So I was hosting with Hannah Brooks Olson, good friend of ours who was on this show last week. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about places around Seattle that have the best Bloody Marys. And I mentioned that I like mine with Clamato juice, which people often kind of sneer at. Hannah sneered at that. You can't taste the clams in Clamato juice, but it gets in people's heads and they don't like Clamato juice. It's a perfectly legit drink, but it is called a Bloody Caesar, technically. Yes, that would be a Bloody Caesar. Anyway. But it's a lot, it's, I love a Bloody Caesar. At one point during this conversation, I think I hilariously quipped, you say Clamato I say Clamato or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days later, <laughs> I received this voicemail. Gentlemen, hi, this is Matthew from Silver Spring, Maryland. And I was listening to Friday's program with Andrew and the delightful Hannah Brooks Olson and was struck when the two of you were talking about Bloody Marys and Andrew, you mentioned Clamato juice. And I believe you and Hannah each had different pronunciations, Clamato or Clamato. And Andrew, you said, well, you say Clamato, I say Clamato, let's call the whole thing off. I don't know if you know this, but that was actually the commercial slogan for Clamato juice in the early 70s. And I know this because that slogan and the ad for it was written by my father. It is part of family lore. He actually won an award for it. Isn't that cool? So thank you for bringing back... That little bit of uh, family history. I love the show. Power out. I love that. Now, is he gonna? Is, is uh, Matthew gonna hear us talk about this, or is he not a? I don't know. Like, an ad counselor. I did something that I rarely do, but um, our voicemail line is Google based, so I was able to text him back because yeah. I had so many questions. I'm like, yeah, so your, your dad, dad is won an, an ad award, wizard. and I'm wondering, like, the only ad award I can think of is the Clio's. Did he win a Clio for this thing? I'm sure there are other um, And so I just wanted more details, so I texted him. I'm like, what is up with this, Matthew? Um, and here's what he wrote back. My father, who started in advertising in the Mad Men era of the 1960s, won a Clio Award in 1970 for writing the You Say Clamato campaign for his, cl- uh, for his client, Duffy Mott. Now, that's basically Mott's. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
Matthew later, he gave me his full name, his dad's full name, but he later asked me not to use last names. I'm sure, I don't know, I guess if you're kind of a famous ad man, I don't know if I'm supposed to keep this part secret. Point is, <laughs> I'll just say his name was Jerry. He uh, passed away in 2015. And by the way, I'm sorry to hear about that, Matthew. Um, and he was a big fan of the Great American Songbook. And he particularly loved songs that involved clever wordplay. Per family lore, the agency had to get permission from George and Ira Gershwin Estate to spoof the song, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off, the first time they'd ever approved a song for commercial use. Wow. That's so. That's such a cool piece of history. I think that's super cool. Um, the only bummer in this story is I looked high and low find for it. that Mott's mm. uh, Clamato Juice commercial. I couldn't find that one, but I did find a bunch of, even before I knew, before I got his text message back, um, I didn't know it was Mott's necessarily. I was just looking for Clamato Juice commercials, and I found a bunch. I think all of these are Mott's Clamato Juice commercials. This one I'm going to play for you now is super old. I actually can't even remember what happens. It looks like this is from the 1960s, um, and I think they're just trying to explain the concept of Clamato Juice. <laughs> I can understand why America needed a tutorial. So we just have a kind of a, I guess, an average 60s. Man, this is making me want a bloody Caesar. Yeah. Like nobody's okay. business. At the end of the show, I'll make you one. Um, kind of average. 60s white guy with a tie and, and glasses talking to the screen here. The discovery of the Clamato. Okay, let me uh, rephrase that. It's not the guy we see on the screen who's talking. He just is a guy who's looking kind of smug. He takes his glasses off as the announcer says this over the triumphant music. The discovery of the Clamato. First came the clam, then the tomato. Now, in its search for a refreshing new juice, Mott's announces the Clamato. Or Clamato. Now, this is really gross. So the guy, and this must, this might be 70s, actually. This seems too old to be 60s mm. or too modern. No? It has a real 60s. It looks the way we think the 60s yeah, look. Yeah, maybe it's a 60s. So they, Sometimes sh- it turns out that's actually the 70s. Yeah. Anyway, this guy's kind of in a white room. Like, there's a uh, little counter in front of him, and he shows a tomato on the counter in front of him. He shows a clam on the counter in front of him. Then there's, like, a tank of water, almost like an aquarium, and he reaches in when the announcer says, and now the Clamato, he reaches into the tank and he pulls out basically a clam with a green sprout. And it's kind of tomato of colored now. Yeah. And it's um, what I would describe as unappealing. Yes. Let's take a listen. For a refreshing new juice, Mott's announces the Clamato or Clamato. A delightful blend of clam and tomato. You See, you do have the two different pronunciations there, though. Even though he d- he did say clamato or clamato, he didn't, you know, spoof the let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. To make Lord Mott's clamato juice. Not like clams, not like tomatoes. Clamato has a light, zesty flavor, perfect with meals or as a mixer. Lord Mott's clamato. And you thought Mott's just made great applesauce. I love clamato, but who... Whose idea was it? I mean, it's insanity. Whose idea was it to make the product, or yes. whose idea was it to come up with this commercial? Because it could no, have been no, Matthew's the dad. And I'm going to need you to. No, calm no, down. the commercials are great. <laughs> Obviously, Clamato is good, and it is a good idea, and I love the ads for it. And I think it's like clearly you need to start sort of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am. It it is mind boggling to me that someone said, "Let's take clam juice." and tomato juice and make a product that we're going to mass market. I mean, the only thing I can think is like, you know that drink, you know, um, what do you call it uh, when you put beer? A michelada. A michelada, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I maybe that was like a I'll thing that you. existed and people were like, well, basically it's like fish juice and Yeah, doesn't juice. it seem like something? I thought that we actually knew this because sometimes when you get a michelada that again is like half beer, half tomato juice, don't they sometimes offer you, like if you're getting this uh, like at a, a roadside stand in Los Angeles or mm-hmm. m- more likely Mexico, don't they sometimes have a big bag of yeah. clam juice that they can squirt some I've actually in? never gotten that, but I I know people who have lived more authentic lives than me. Right, who so have. I'm sure that that is kind of the origin of it. I guess Here's so. another one that YouTube puts at 1969, if that's accurate. If you crossed a clam with a tomato, you'd get a clamato. Clamato, the delightful blend of clams and tomatoes from Mott's. Now I want to explain again. So we see this nerdy guy, male pattern baldness, 
guy. Um, he walks into a room. There's a big picture of a clam, a big picture of a tomato while he's talking. Now the camera um, pan, uh, backs out a little bit, and we see again the big aquarium with these clamato Which are plants. so unappealing. So unappealing. <laughs> Not quite like clams or tomato juice. Tomato has its own flavor. Light, refreshing, rejuvenating. You have to taste it to believe it. In this one now, a, clam- a clamato is stuck on his hand as if it's biting him and he's trying to nervously pretend it's not there. I got to say, and again, Jerry, rest in peace. We love you. If you are behind this one, God love, but you found like an unappealing guy to make a sales pitch on what But I think they're going for almost like a credibility kind of person here. Like the first guy was kind of more handsome, but he had like real nerd glasses on. Yeah. I think they're trying to be like, scientists made this, you know? I mean, it was, and it was the era when like, if you said scientists did something like, it was more believable. But you get the uh, impression here, like accountants made this or. I think there's just that back, back in the sixties, like, Scientists dressed like accountants. Okay. You have to taste it to believe it. Try Mott's Clamato. <laughs> and you thought Mott's just made great applesauce. Oh, it pinched his buttocks. The, the thing, oh, he tried to take it off his hand. He puts it behind his back, and he got goosed. Um, here's another one. Um, this is more of a traditional ad. You see um, a man and a woman are in their kitchen together, and she is pouring a glass of Clamato juice. Clamato. Honey, I've got it. I've got the million-dollar idea. Uh-huh. Look, you turn on this cap, cold water. This cap, hot water. I don't know if you can hear that well enough. So he's messing around with the sink. He says, you got one tap, you can turn on hot water. One tap, you can turn on cold water. So what's his big idea? Hot water, right? You just figured that out? The point is, it's water. Boring. Now let's suppose you have another set of taps. And out of this one comes Mott's Clamato. And out of this one, extra spicy. Mott's Clamato out of the taps. That's your million dollar idea? Good idea, eh? Yeah, she seems bemused by her husband. Yeah, that would have been sort of like a weird note of like, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? She kind of gets all... uh, (laughs) She gets but a little uh, Bugs bunny I'm so with glad to know that history of Clamato juice in their ad campaign. That's really cool. Will you let me play one more for you? We have two gentlemen. They are on a golf course. It really is hot today. Oh, sure is. Excuse me. May I interest you gentlemen in a refreshing glass of Clamato? Is Mott's that the Clamato? same guy who Here, wanted wanna... to have the Clamato tap? You think the guy who's now trying to sell them Clamato juice in uh, like on the fairway? Is that the right word? I think so. Is that a golf term? I think so. Uh, you think it might be the same guy from the kitchen? It looks it like it. It might be. Um, I love this one because, listen, like you said, I love Clamato juice. Now I'm having trouble remembering how to pronounce it. Um, but, like, I never turn to it as a refreshing drink when I'm outside doing anything Yeah, trying that to sell physical. it as, like, a, a tonic is kind of funny. It's hot today. Oh, sure is. Excuse me. May I interest you gentlemen in a refreshing glass of Mott's Clamato? Here on the 14th hole? What a good idea. How? It's easy. I just tapped into the existing plumbing. All oh, I yeah, it is, it is, it is a tap, tap guy. Definitely. Extra spicy he's, out of this he's one. He's executed on his tap idea, and they're on the golf course. He's able to turn on a spigot and turn and have Clamato come out of it. Does Mott's know he's like a secondary market for their product? Wow. Well... <laughs> The joke in this one, too, is he messed up the plumbing because now the sprinklers come on yeah. to green the uh It's got what course. plants crave. <laughs> yeah, and Clamato starts shooting out of the thing. Again, interesting approach to decide that you're going to try to sell this as a refreshing drink while doing sporting activities. They must have just like been going like, how are we going to market this? And I bet they tried all kinds of things. It's interesting that not once do you hear the words Bloody Mary or Bloody no, Caesar. No, one person says as a mixer. Yeah. One person says as a mixer. Okay, I had one more um, email. Oh, sorry. Did well, you before we do, I have to make, I have to issue a correction. Uh, oh. Thank you to David uh, who noted that I have said Camoist, uh when I was talking about ShamWow last week. And this is just a word that I have never heard spoken aloud. It is a word, cam, it's, it's chamois or chemez, according to Webster's. Oh, you said camel? I didn't even hear you say that. Yeah, and it's just a word, it's spelled. It's a, we, had, we, we called them chamois growing up. 
Yeah, chamois. I knew chamois. I mean, it seems... That's like du- the leather cowhide thing that you wipe the car yeah, down but, with. Yeah, but I think it comes from like the... the le- yeah, it's mm. from an animal. Yeah. And I just had seen the word all my life. And even though I knew it was called a chamois when you use it as like a wiping cloth... Mm. It just, I had just never heard it pronounced. Oh. And so I'm, so I've been mispronouncing it my whole life. So thank you, David. So wait, in what context were you using it if you're not calling it a chamois? You were saying. I was described, I was saying the, the full word, which is mm. spelled C-H-A-M-O-I-S. Oh, interesting. I, I think, I wonder if in my family we just called it a chamois because we were mispronouncing it too. No, you're saying it right. Chamois. But you're just saying like a. Uh, I think you're. I mean, there's a lot of like branded versions of mm. a chamois that are mm. called like the chamois. I see. We didn't have a branded. We just had like. So is, is it not a cow? Is it a something else? But I think it, a can, I think a chamois is some kind of other animal. Okay, yeah, but we just had like very raw ones that had very like kind of raw edges, and we used them to death. And I, I gotta say, when I was a kid, I it's, hated it. It was a goat antelope, but also it's okay. the, it's also the leather, you know, the leathery cloth that yeah. would. Historically, or originally, have been made from its hide, presumably, but now is I don't know made I synthetically. See. I see. I think the ones we had were really from an animal. I could be wrong. Could be. Yeah, they up, were. We, you we, can we, get them. They were probably more likely to be made from like a sheepskin or a lambskin. Mm. Um, okay, so one more uh, email I want to read to you. We were talking about Gene and Jean's awesome adventure road trip. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't. This is the email I think we skipped yeah. last week. Right. Okay. From, make from sure Michael, I yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that I wasn't repeating myself. And um, you and I were pretty bummed out. So this is for 76 gas, the gas stations, right? Mm-hmm. And you had done a whole show, this was actually two weeks ago, about um, ad campaigns that follow a narrative, an actual storyline over the course of um, over the course of ads. And the Gene and Gene road trip series, you and I had just saw the first one on TV and we really loved it. It was like this nerdy kind of couple. The guy was especially nerdy and he's on the couch with his wife and he's kind of like, hey, uh, you ever buy things late at night? And she's like, yeah, I bought this yogurt or whatever. Uh, he's like, good, because I bought a van. And he's like really sheepish about it, but they <laughs> seem like they have like a really strong relationship. And there was just something about that first commercial that I really loved. Yeah, I loved they, these two characters and the way they interacted. And then we watched the rest of the campaign, and they very quickly seemed to slip into this kind of like, she's always looking over her shoulder for, like, you know, she's already, when he almost dies while surfing, she's like, yeah, I was already picturing the other guy I would be with. Yeah, she generally seems like, he always seems like he's on her last nerve. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, man, we really liked it because it seemed like a... We kind of liked the vibe of this couple, then it very quickly became this kind of poisonous couple vibe, which I just hate, and I don't understand why you would use that vibe to try to sell stuff. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, got this note from uh, Mike, who said, I'm glad you got around to discussing the Gene and Gene road trip series of commercials, though I have to say I was surprised by your generally positive take. I've seen each of these spots hundreds of times. See, I think this is a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. This has been, I'm only you know, seeing one of them in the wild so Yeah, far. I saw one in the wild, but apparently... Um, uh, Michael was seeing these during baseball games this year, and I have to say, I hate them with a fiery passion. I hate the husband. Um, I, I'm sorry, it says, I find the husband to be pretentious and incredibly self-centered. I'm puzzled why the wife is with a husband whom uh, she seems rather hostile towards, even if it's justified. You mentioned you both hoped the commercials would head in a more positive direction, but they did not. <laughs> Uh-oh. In this spot, and he sent us one, which you didn't play on the show, thank you for that mercy, uh, the husband reveals that he has quit his job before the road trip without telling his wife, this is not good. These are not two people who I would want to spend time with. I was wondering how they got so much time off of work, actually. Yeah, so, okay, so this is kind of I thought it was just white people magic. (laughs) So... Um, this this scene does not take place before the road trip. The scene takes place at some point during the road trip, probably actually near the end of it. We see the van. It's on a beach somewhere. You see the surfboards. They've already gone surfing. Actually, the surfboards are intact. So, so maybe they, before they've gone surfing. And they're sitting on a log looking out at the ocean. I mean, who are we? I can't believe we have to go back. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I quit my job. She looks at him with so much... As you would look at your partner if they said that. Surprise and disgust and bewilderment. I thought we were all in. 
No. Okay. Call my boss. He's not your boss, dude. Yeah. And you've been gone for how long? Um, I I hope you have a very special set of skills, friendo. I, um, again really like her acting i mean she what she does with her face in that without hardly saying anything is really good acting i think um i would definitely hire her but you know to be in my ad for after these messages (laughs) um but um yeah but the vibe of the commercial what they have them do is again i don't understand why you think that you're gonna sell more gas by showing this couple that don't love each other they just really miss the mark on what is an appropriate level of marital uh, conflict here, um, I'm gonna or let, like, what's an appropriate thing for merit for a married couple to be in conflict about, and why even have them in conflict? Here's what Mike says: Can I also mention that I have no fucking clue what these two commercials have to do with selling gas? I'm generally baffled by the huge amount of advertising for a commodity product like gasoline, and I work in the commercial industry. I don't know what Mike does, but even by the lowly standards of gas commercials, I can't imagine how this particular series helps the brand at all. Here's my pitch for the next series of commercials starring yours truly. It's called. Mike drives around and buys gas when he needs it. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I had not seen that one. Again, I, I have these weird mixed emotions because I do think that both of these actors do a good comedic job of acting. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm with you, Mike. I think it's also really strange what it has to do with gas. And I, I, under, I guess they're trying to associate their brand with something kind of quirky and fun. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think they have... They're, they're missing the mark more and more with each of these installments. Mike's Gas Station. We have gas. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Six out of eight ain't bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Well, thanks for putting together that quiz. It was really fun. I love quizzes. Um, all right. So Facebook. How can people find us on Facebook? They can find us at the Facebook group for After These Messages. Um, we love seeing you there. Um, I am uh, trying to take a step back from my personal Facebook, but you will I never fear. I am still uh, engaged with the Facebook page for our group. I am considering starting like a Facebook profile that I don't actually connect with people on. I'm not going to develop a friend role or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just something that where I can go in, not not secretly, but like as you know, yeah. so people know it's me, so that I quietly, can, yeah, yeah, but so that I can interact with after these messages. Facebook has us over a fucking barrel, man. I, I hate that company, and I would love it if there was a better way for us to have a community online. But mm-hmm. right now, I don't know what that is. So. Yeah, I mean, we could do one. On another platform but uh, dude, then then we're really asking a lot of the listeners that's a to, that's like, a pretty high bar yeah, to entry exactly. i don't want to do that that's not realistic uh, so so keep keep coming i didn't mean to uh, make that a like a backhanded pitch i really do want to see you there and i love i love the community it's the one bright spot absolutely it's the it's the reason i'm still a member um and so be the be have it be the reason you're still a member uh email us after these messages show at gmail or call us at 607 444-5597. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, and happy we will Thanksgiving. happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I'm Pisces rising and you ain't Hoover, you suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me.